0: Here we go. This comes to us from our good friend, Jordan Maywood. Steamed clams. You call hamburger steamed, yes. hamburger steamed ham. Yes. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the Lacketezical LibroCubricalist. This show is a journey... Through all the media I have consumed. Why would you want to listen to such a thing? To be honest, I can't uh, think of... um, Yeah. maybe Okay, here's something. Here's a possibility. You have consumed some of this media yourself. And you're curious what a stranger from the internet also thinks of it. Hmm? What what else is a, a review but that? Really? And my reviews are nonsensical, so they should not upset and also i tend to like most things so i'm bad at reviewing things because reviewers have seemingly often negative opinions but my opinions are infrequently negative just like my outlook on life oh okay not really but i should say at the top of the show as i should say at the top of every show that i sometimes forget uh, that if you have not consume some of this media yourself the potential exists i could spoil it for you and i don't want that because it would be negative and as i said before positivity is the key positivity key <sighs> okay uh, let's push it uh, rather than yammer further i'm gonna push a button that will get us started like this Today's movie monologue sponsor is Sonic Onion Rings. Thank you for that sponsorship. Movie the first, it started as a joke from 2019. A look at the decade-long run of Eugene of the Eugene Merman Comedy Festival in Brooklyn. The alternative comedy scene in New York and Eugene's personal life. If you are un Familiar with Eugene? That's a shame because he's a super funny dude uh, who does lots of cool and interesting things, including uh, Bob's Burgers, probably what he is most known for, if I had to guess. Um, but uh, I, I've seen him on stuff for many, many years, um, and alternative comedy, if it can be described as a thing, which I suppose it can. Uh, he he's sort of deeply entrenched in that world, a world that uh, compared to non-alternative comedy? Sure, I don't know. Very, very nebulous uh, terms and descriptions, these things. Um, I, I tend to be more drawn towards. So, if you are more drawn toward Dwan, dwar- dwar- yeah, I said Dwan, uh, towards uh, alternative comedy, the chances are you may have already heard of uh, Eugene Merman, and if not, uh, a lot of the people in this movie you will uh, uh, recognize. I can guarantee goddamn tea it. And, uh, it, it's a, uh, oh uh, Okay, on that note, I had a weird sleep last night where I got up at, like, 1 o'clock. And, like, stayed up for, like, an hour or two almost. Um, and then went back to bed and got up at, like, 6. Which is sleeping in for me. 6 is sleeping in for me. And it's that thing where... They say, like, way back in the day, in, like, the 1800s, or, I, I guess, earlier, uh, humans used to have a period of the night where they would just sort of get up and, and like, do shit. Uh, there was a term for it, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but, you know, they'd get up and maybe they, they'd knit a little bit, or they'd just sort of sit around and take it easy, but they would be awake, and then they would go back to sleep, and then they'd get up for their day. Um, and some say that that is what humans should be doing just in terms of sleep patterns because that's what we sort of had a natural inclination to before there was you know things like electrical lights uh so maybe that's what i did yesterday but i also when i woke up i I felt like weirdly like very very tired which is you know not you know tired's not the right word i I felt very sleepy like almost pleasantly just sort of like uh, like floating around um And I wonder if that is a byproduct of sleeping in that pattern. Curious, curious. We're not here to talk about that, and I don't know why I did. (sighs) Uh, Okay, so uh, this is a documentary. Um... And it's, it's definitely funny, a lot of laughs, as you can imagine, in everything I've described so far. What I haven't mentioned, uh, we also sort of delve into Eugene uh, Merman's wife, who was diagnosed with uh, a terminal cancer. Uh, and uh, they had a child, and uh, she has since passed away. This is dedicated to her. Um, so, you know, it's, it's sad. Um, it's, you'll laugh, you'll cry. It's just a really, really good movie. Uh, easy easy for me to give a 5 out of 5. Uh let's move on to movie the second Jimmy Hollywood from 1994. I forget where uh this comes up often on the podcast where it's like movies I saw on a list of movies <laughs> or movies someone mentioned on a podcast that sounded interesting and I think this falls into that category. Uh, uh, let me read the MDA. Uh, uh, A failing actor living in crime-infested Los Angeles, frustrated with his career, decides to take the law into his own hands and becomes the leader of a mock vigilante group that videotapes criminals and turns them over to the police. This is uh, starring Joe Pesci, a Christian Slater. Is this during the sort of Joe Pesci heyday? I probably would assume, 1994. Um, I don't know. It's not very good. (laughs) It's just... Uh, he was, uh, yeah, like, I like Joe Pesci. He was sort of weird in this role, That and, and and apparently this is, like, based on a true story as well, which uh, I didn't realize until the end, uh, where it was, like, outlining what happened. Yeah, uh, it, it's almost hard to pinpoint this movie, and as I say to the kids out there listening, when work is hard, don't do it. So I'm just going to throw a uh, a two... Out of uh, five. Yeah, it just sort of didn't do it for me. Didn't grab my attention. And yeah, sorry, Jimmy Hollywood. Moving on to Poltergeist 2, colon, the other side. Uh, Yeah, uh, so if you listened to last week's episode, the Mrs. and I watched Poltergeist 2. So of course, or Poltergeist, not 2. So of course this uh, week we watched Poltergeist 1. We both thought scenes that we remember from this movie uh, were in this movie, but in actuality were from Poltergeist 3, which uh, I, I gotta try to find a copy of, which I don't think is gonna be easy <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with this uh, series of movies, it's about Poltergeists. Uh, the Freeling family have a new house, but the troubles with supernatural forces don't seem to be ordered over. Starring, of course, Craig T. Nelson, aka Coach. You got Heather O'Rourke, Joe Beth Williams, uh, Will Sampson, uh, who you may recognize from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, the uh the the creepy guy, Julian Beck. Let's see what he else he's done. He was sort of the 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 main poltergeist evil dude. Okay, he's been in a few things. Oh, as late as uh, twenty eighteen. In 2018, he was in The Queen of Sheba Meets the Atom Man. The Queen of Sheba Meets the Atom Man he was in. Now, that's a movie I want to see. You know what's weird? From 1986, when this movie came out, Poltergeist 2, he was not in anything. But then in 2002, he came back for what looks like a German uh, television series very interesting career for julian beck him i'm gonna give uh, like a solid four out of five for interesting careerness uh poltergeist 2 yeah it's uh it's it's bad but uh, i think it does definitely go in wait a second he died in 1985 what the fuck (laughs) Julian Beck, 1925 to 1985. Okay, well, he had he had a a, a a long life there, I suppose. But if he died in 1985, how the hell was he in something in 2002 and and 2018? What the hell is going on here? Okay, well, I'm bumping him up to a five out of five because this is this is fucking insane. Um, and the Poltergeist movie. Okay, well, now give me the heebie-jeebies this now. Died in 1984 at the age of 60 this is so bizarre okay so uh uh, poltergeist 2 yeah like i i go a solid 3 plus uh, um just for in terms of ridiculousness uh, a a sort of an 80s horror movie vibe um and and the second in a series so you're gonna have some of that uh, stank on it (laughs) if uh, that's a thing which uh, sure why not okay moving on to sonic the hedgehog yeah from 2020 which is this year if you're unfamiliar with this movie, what have you been under a rock? Was this one of the last movies like in theaters? I think it might have been. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so this is interesting in that uh, probably I would have not watched this. Uh, big, big fan of um, Ben Schwartz. And uh, he had a hand, well, he was the voice of Sonic, but also, I believe, had a hand in uh, uh, helping to update the script, make it a little more funny. Did did, did a a take on it, did a, 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 what do they call it? Let's get Ben Schwartz in here to uh, punch it up. That's the word I'm looking for. Did a little punch-up on the script. And uh, I gotta say, a, a very, very good movie. Yeah, uh, and, and also not too surprising because from every sort of source I've heard, people are surprised how good this is. <laughs> is probably the way. Because you, you go into the Sonic the Hedgehog movie probably with low expectations uh, and then come out with a, with a really uh, sort of solid uh, film. You know, uh, some some laughs... Probably thank you to Benchworth, uh, um, some 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 touching moments and uh, just sort of an interesting uh, premise and movie got got a bit of an ET vibe obviously. Uh, rating wise, I think I go with like a solid four. Yeah, uh, very much enjoyed it, and uh, I assume they'll probably make more after the uh, success of this one. You gotta assume, and I think that is it for movie, So let's push this button. Talked. Today's television talk sponsor is wittacomb Rice Counters Incorporated Thank you for that sponsorship Okay, uh, talking a, a British television Program, it is a uh what i believe they call not a chat show what do they call it a, a panel show a, a game show they don't i don't think they really call these game shows panel panel show panel game show i don't know what they call them um but over there in uh, jolly old they'll have shows where uh, a bunch of uh comedians and presenters which is another thing that they sort of have over there uh, and they'll put them all on the show and uh they'll sort of build it around a a a task or uh, uh, a game or, you know, sitting around about a certain subject or things like that. And I've never seen one that I haven't thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, always, always amazing. It's basically similar to um, when At Midnight was around, where you just get a bunch of comedians together for a reason. And it kind of doesn't matter what the reason is. Uh, and you just have them, you know, talk and shoot the shit and joke around and do this thing for, uh, uh, these are about an hour long. So, you know. Very, very good. Easy five out of five. Um I, I've reached a point now where I, I think I'm in the last season or second last season uh, of the ones available on YouTube, I should mention. Sneaky, sneaky. Um, Where I, I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to finish these. They're so good. Uh, uh It's star- uh, like that sort of same feeling I have with the Discworld novels where I really don't want to finish the last one because then they'll be done. sadness there. Uh, And, you know, sadness here, uh, unless they make more, which I think they might because I think this is very popular. Uh, It's presented by Greg Davies, who uh, has been in a bunch of stuff, including, I'm sure, things I've uh, spoken of on this very podcast, including what was the one where he was like a teacher? I forget, but uh, that was a good show. He, I uh, have always thoroughly enjoyed as well, which uh, helps uh, when you are having a show of this format. Uh, The host has to be... The one with the most. He is the titular... (laughs) Taskmaster. Um, So basically, he we'll put that in quotes the production team <laughs> will come up with a series of uh elaborate and insane tasks um that these group of five comedians i'm just gonna say comedians because that's usually what they are um comedians will uh, have to do over the course of months actually so uh, each series. Ah, fuck it. I'm just gonna call it a season because that's easier to do. Each season, um, will have a a, a selection of five different uh, comedians, and they're competing. Uh, over the course of these, uh, I think it's like six episodes. Uh, so it's not long by any means, but that's always a, a another sort of British trademark of their television programs. Um, uh, so each episode within the season will have I think it's four or five different tasks that they have to complete um you know what I didn't do but should have done is get an example of some of these tasks and can I do so by clicking buttons here I don't think I can uh okay so uh let me give an example of one just off the top of my head uh okay so there's a easel on a round uh twenty foot across uh a red carpet. Um they'll open the little the, the little envelope that'll say um uh paint a picture of the taskmaster Yeah, this is actually I think I have this very accurately. Uh paint a picture of the taskmaster. However, you can't touch you can't step on the carpet and you um yeah th- that's basically it and can't move the easel or could you move these I think it was only basically you can't touch the carpet um, so some people uh, you know put paint on sticks some people sort of squirted from afar uh, uh, oh yeah it was like the only tools you can use are these paints and these paintbrushes. however a couple of the uh, uh, more ingenious ones Uh, used the paintbrushes to roll the carpet up towards the easel so that they could just paint from up close. Uh, And then they're judged on the painting, and they get points, and uh, there's a point winner at the end of the episode and the point winner at the end of the season. Very, very cool sort of way they break it down. Oh, shit, there's nine seasons. Oh, okay, that's cool. Uh, I have to find the other ones then because... Oh, no, that's episodes. Season one, two, three, four, five. I think there's five. Oh no, there is. There's nine. Holy shit. Okay, well, I I think there's only six of them on YouTube, so I'll have to uh, look into that. Uh, Mental notes to myself. Uh, Easy, easy. Five out of five. um, If you like this sort of thing, which, why wouldn't you? It's almost got a very slight podcasty vibe in that it's, uh, you know, comedians sitting around talking. Uh, Sure, there's a structure, but uh, even if that structure was not there, uh, it it would be worth a watch. Would it not? Perhaps. Uh, Let's push this button now. Today's game, Gavin, sponsor is EDF, which, of course, is the French electric utility Electrique de France. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, I have two games for you today. Uh, Both are games that I have played in the past, sort of. Yeah, that's actually a good way to say it. Uh, The first is uh, Accounting Plus. So uh, I spoke of on this podcast Accounting, which was a game uh, made by... Oh shit, what the hell is his name? (laughs) I'm sitting beside something with his autograph on it, and I look freakishly like him. Justin Roiland. Oh man, that was a bit of a... Yeah, uh, uh, Justin Royland, creator of uh, Rick and Morty, uh, co-creator of Rick and Morty, I should say, w- along with Dan Harmon, um, uh, he created this game called Accounting, which is a, a couple years old, it must be, because when I met Justin Royland at a, to- uh, a fan expo in Toronto, uh, it had sort of just come out. I had just played it, uh, and uh, got to uh, chat with him a little bit about. So uh, that was pretty cool. I uh, got a picture taken with him, uh, 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 which you can see. Uh, it would be difficult, but hey, if you really want to, you can Google Nerd Kane Adventures, which is a thing where this is actually kind of interesting. Um, I would go to conventions, Fan Expo, Toronto Comic-Con, Niagara Falls Comic-Con, you know, local ones to my sort of area here. Uh, I would bring along a cane, because if you've ever been to any of these things, you'll know there is a shit ton of uh, standing around in lines. And I got a bad back. Uh, it's a bad back... Only in this sense, practically the only thing that ever really bugs it to any huge degree is standing still in one spot and not moving. Something about that particular thing really, really, after, you know, 15 minutes it's starting to scream pretty good. But if I have something to lean on, not so much. So, decided to uh, uh, bring a cane to these things, for these lines. Also... Two birds, one stoned it. Actually, two birds, multiple stoned it. um, In that I would hand said cane to celebrities, such as Justin Roiland, and have them autograph it. Also... I would hand this autographed cane to cosplayers and ask if I could take their picture. Well, I would ask and then hand it to them. <laughs> Traditionally is how I would do it. Uh, and over the course of uh, years, I probably have thousands of pictures of uh, of uh, nerdy celebrities and uh, cosplayers holding a cane for some reason. And I have titled it Nerd Cane Adventures. Yes, that is what has happened. And the curious thing about that is... Uh, I don't know if there will ever be another one, because uh, I I was actually not planning to go to Fan Expo this year regardless. Uh, It it has since been cancelled, or at least postponed indefinitely, but uh, I I just got a new PC, so I couldn't really afford it this year. But uh, when all this came along, I, I sort of... Like, what are the odds that there will be another one that I can go to? Or would I want to go to another one is another question. So that might be an end of an era there, which is uh, kind of sad and, you know, change, change, change. You can't fight it, just like City Hall. Uh, anyways, so at one of these, I met Justin Royland and uh, got one of these pictures with him. And we look like freakishly alike, just sort of in the face area. Uh, to the degree where I used I was going to say Photoshop skills but like MS Paint skills uh, to uh, take his face off and put it on my head, and take his, my face off and put it on his head. And the similarities, that's thats when you really see it. Like, I did a really shitty job, I was going to say on purpose, but because that's what I'm capable of. Um, but uh, it, it's still pretty, pretty freaky looking. So if you ever want to know what I look like, uh, just Google Justin Roiland. Uh, he has more hair because I shaved my head. Anyways, so this is sort of a weird game in which you sort of you're in VR. Yeah, I should say that it's a VR game and within the game, you're in VR Uh, and you're sort of jumping around from insane scene to insane scene. Uh, If you've ever watched Rick and Morty, uh, imagine being in that world, except things are crazier and anything can happen crazier than Rick and Morty. Yes, I did say that. Uh, it, it, it's funny. It's bizarre. It's strange. It's, uh, I, I love it. it, it, it it's just an incredible experience. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure I gave it a 5 out of 5. This, uh, what it has done is refined some of the controls, which I, I gotta say I appreciate, and also um, added some additional scenes. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so it, th- uh, that's why I guess it's called Accounting Plus. Um, this is something where I hope they make more things like this. Just sort of period a full stop. Uh, so, uh, five out of five, um, speaking of fives, Oh, segue earth defense force five. Um, so I think I said at the top that these are games I have sort of played before. I've never played earth defense force five before, but I did play earth defense force. Oh shit. Was it four or three? Anyways, I played another one of these games, and it was virtually identical. Now, that is not necessarily a bad thing, because uh, I very much enjoyed that game, and I am very much enjoying this game. I am i haven't completed it yet, but I plan on, and uh, the only reason I'm doing the review now is because uh, whatever I said in that past game can pretty much apply to this. Uh, I haven't seen anything vastly different other than some different bad guys, uh, if you're unfamiliar, oh, okay. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with this series, you are defending Earth from aliens and mostly giant bugs, like giant ants, giant spiders. Uh, I, I think there's bees at some point. Um, and yeah, and they're just coming waves and waves and waves and and you're you're fighting them and you're upgrading your your guns mostly and a little bit of your armor, but mostly you're 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 picking up different guns and then you'll go back into the levels with these new guns and test them out and you'll find out they're fucking shit, <laughs> and then you'll have to redo the level because you died because the gun that you chose is garbage, and there's no way to know if it's good or not because the only way to test it out is in the level itself, oh, you know what they should have on this a thing where you could because they have descriptions of the guns but it it never really makes sense like you never really get it until you use it they should have a thing where you can click on one of your guns and go into like a little arena you know just loads nice real quick where there's like one ant that uh, keeps respawning that you can you know shoot at and test out your gun what do you think edf do that do that next time uh, that being said, the it, the sort of trial and error of finding out which guns are good and which are not is fun, and uh, so you know maybe maybe my idea is dumb. Uh, it's got a very sort of uh, Japanese, uh, uh, what are they called, uh, uh, like Godzilla. Uh, Fighting giant monster uh, vibe to it. Uh, it's, it's over the top. the The voice acting is ridiculous, uh, but in a in a fun way. Uh, I th- I think a conscious way. Oh, that's a good question. It really toes the line where the, the the voice acting in this. You, you, wow, maybe I'm just being naive. Uh like it really toes the line between just being bad and them. F- Them like really trying and (laughs) thinking it's good, which I kind of hope it's not that, or really just sort of like like laying into it and it's bad and they know it's bad, uh. But you know they're they're really gonna lay it on thick. So I actually don't know which is which it is. So that's that's kind of fun. Uh, rating wise, four to five. Yeah. Uh, these games don't blow me away, but they're fun. Uh, and they're sort of mindless. And um, a lot of big explosions. Yeah, uh, it's fun to have on this with something in the the background. In fact, as soon as I'm done recording this, I think I'm probably going to play for a couple hours. Just because I didn't get to play yesterday. Because I had D&D. Oh, which I haven't spoken of that yet. This is game GameGabin segment. Uh, Maybe I'll save it. Uh, Yeah, I probably will. uh, I'll just tease that I've been playing in a... Uh, uh, it's not d it's a role-playing game where we've actually tried a couple of different systems where we're like uh, mutant animals in a post-apocalyptic world where uh, they're sort of animal-human hybrids. Uh, it's very interesting, uh, uh, the story's sort of progressing, we just made it to Philly, aka Philadelphia, uh, and hooked up with the uh, Bonobo crime family. Uh, I'm playing a, a, a monkey, a, a mafia accountant. And, uh, you know, I think I'll just leave it there with that sentence said. Hmm? Ah, Charlie. Charlie bit me. Ah! Oh. me gotta get down. me... Is this real life? Internet intercourse... Turtles Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Piece of Shit Car Remember that uh, Adam Sandler song From back in the day That's That's the sponsor Uh, item the first bruce green who is a a former member of funhouse who i have spoken of very highly uh, and also mentioned he has uh, moved on to uh, streaming of video games on twitch on that platform Uh, he recently to support uh, black lives matter uh, did a charity stream where he played my summer car now the reason uh, you might not understand why that's a cool thing other than of course the, the, the supporting of black My- lives matter being a cool thing. But, uh, I think the reason he chose this game is because I can guarantee this is a game that he has most been requested to play since he left funhouse. It's a game they used to play on funhouse. Uh, periodically they, they dust off this gem. Um, and it was always funny and frustrating and, and, and ridiculous. Uh, and, and you could just tell that <laughs> some of that, uh, some of that frustration was, was peeking through, but I, 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 think he had fun overall. Uh, I watched it after the fact because, uh, I don't like, like it was many hours long. I like it was like four hours long and I don't, and he didn't build the car either, which, uh, it's supposed to take, I guess, longer than that. Uh, like people can do it in four hours but i think that's like maybe a speed run where he was sort of like taking his time chatting with chat um not knowing how to do everything 100 percent of the time uh but it was fun and uh for a good cause which is a, a win-win i do believe you call that uh so you know check that out uh bruce green uh you could check on uh, youtube uh there's probably uh, if you go to his twitch channel there's probably you could ch- ch- check it there as well uh my summer car which is a game where jeez Yeah, like uh, seeing them play, there's some desire to try it, but it's also so complicated and ridiculous and frustrating. Like you're literally, you're, you're building a car from the ground up. Like every, every, well, not every single piece, but like every piece, every nut, every bolt you're, you're screwing in and it takes a long goddamn time and it's very precise work. Uh, but then also you have to pay attention to like your, your, your food and your drink. And, uh, if you get too dirty, you gotta have a shower and stress and, uh, you you gotta, if you drink too many beers, you get drunk and you gotta go into town and it's hard to find town because everything looks the same. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a mess, which uh, is part of the fun, I guess. Uh, speaking of a bit of a mess, yeah, okay, that's a segue. Uh, WTF with guest Jerry Seinfeld, interesting, yeah. Uh, Mark Marin, uh, I, I, I sort of uh, when it comes to WTF episodes, I sort of pick and choose ones that I think will be interesting. Although, uh, that being said, they're all interesting, like, you, you could listen to an episode. Uh, with someone you've never heard of in your life, and uh, you would find things of interest in it that you could pretty much guarantee. Um, Because he's a a, a good interviewer. Interviewing, also, that's not even the right word. He's a good chatter with people to get uh, interesting words from their heads. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, that's what he is. Uh, That's what it will say on his tombstone. Good chatter with people to get information from their heads. Uh, uh, this is the last episode. Yep, just decided right there. Uh, okay, so um, they have very different uh comedic takes. And it was fun, uh, as someone who, for some reason, uh, that I don't even know why, to be honest, uh, sort of studies comedy, stand-up, and, and other varieties. It was very interesting to hear the sort of different takes they have on the art of stand-up, and, and, and sort of where, it, I guess they didn't really get in where it's going, because that's, that's a question on all comedians' minds right now. Like, where is stand-up comedy going now? Yeah. Uh, who, who who can say? Who can say? There, there there's everything's up in the air when it comes to a lot of things that included. So uh, it was a, a particularly interesting episode from that standpoint. If that tickles your fancy, uh yeah, uh, uh let's move on to uh, uh big soft dot png. Yep. Uh, potentially not a uh, podcast I would have uh, sought out, necessarily. However, when uh, Paul F. Tompkins, on his uh, podcast he does with his wife, uh, Stay F. homekins which I uh, mentioned on this not too, too long ago, uh, near the beginning of quarantine times, um, he mentioned this, and it was sort of shocking. Excuse me. Um, because, <laughs> well, just the name, I guess, is sort of shocking. But, uh, he brought it up around, uh, uh revolving around, uh, uh, husband and wives doing their own podcast during this quarantine, which, uh, uh sounds like what this is exactly. Um, uh, they are a, uh, they're Australian. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, they're an Australian, are they Australian or New Zealand? Oh, sorry. I, I know that's a touchy, touchy subject. They're Saints Pants Radio, uh, ilk, which I believe is Australian. I'm not going to commit to either. They are from Oceania. Huh? Yeah, I can do that. Um, and the the, the 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 silliness of these two, the ridiculous things that they say on this podcast, uh, great joy has been brought to me from this. And I highly, highly recommend... Uh, just the, the, the sheer insanity of this podcast, uh, a husband and wife uh, sh- sitting down saying whatever the hell they want, uh, is it, really incredible and funny and just ridiculous in a time where ridiculousness is something that uh, perhaps I'm searching for. Huh? I don't know. Also recommended of uh, PFT, so you know, y- y- you gotta. When he recommends a podcast, you gotta check it out, even if you don't like it. At least give it a go. And uh, I have liked it. So there you go. Oh, maybe the Mrs. and I should do a podcast today. Probably not. <laughs> uh, although she did ask, I think the other day, she wanted to do an episode uh, where we reviewed something. I forget what it was. Oh, yeah, it was the we bought a and I think I mentioned this on an episode. We bought one of those boxes of Japanese candy, uh, and she thought maybe we could do a bunch of episodes uh, reviewing it. But <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I, it's just they all. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. Is is the end of that story. Moving on to the uh, final item of the internet intercourse is test show. Quarantine editions yeah uh, uh, uh Andy Kindler and J Elvis Weinsteinstein, uh, Weinstein, Weinstein Jay Elvis Weinstein, Weinstein 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 um uh, uh have been uh, social distancing for their podcast so rather than uh, meeting and recording for a couple hours they're uh, uh, like calling each other for you know uh, 10 20 30 minutes every day and turning that into an episode and I gotta say it's been a goddamn delight uh, it's sort of a, a cool way to do an episode of a podcast where it's uh, uh, multiple different uh, parts sort of uh, mashed together with little uh, uh, buffers in between. And uh, it's actually uh, very impressive that they've uh, sort of uh, made uh, lemonade at lemons. Yeah. Hey, that's a saying that can apply to this situation. And I have used it. I have used it. Oh, wait a second internet intercourse normally that's the end of the show but it seems what what is this button yes Yes, bonus Clip a little cleanup conversation which uh, we have from time to time where uh have stuff to talk about that doesn't necessarily fit into the usual five categories. Oh, uh, book banter didn't have one this week, just FYI. If you were wondering what the fifth uh, 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 I may have it next week, uh, what the fifth uh category is, book banter uh okay so uh just wanted to do a what i am titling a sanity check-in uh and today's a uh, uh, cleanup conversation sponsor sponsor rather is the year 2020. oh boy a lot of size in this episode and uh, probably in general 2020 has more things to sigh about than just about any other year i suppose uh, first wanted to uh, uh, sort of uh, talk very, very briefly because I am a not someone who should necessarily have their opinions. Well, geez, this is a tough thing to talk about. But as the title indicates, um, it's one of those things where, and, and I saw, yeah, speaking of Andy Kindler, actually, uh, I saw him sort of uh, uh, letting uh, Adam Carolla have it the other day. Uh, on Twitter just about, this is a time where, um, not sitting back and not saying anything no longer means that you are for or against, uh, when it comes to Black Lives Matter, if you are sitting back and not saying anything to me and to Andy, when he saw that and to millions more, it's reached a point where if you sit back and say nothing, you are not for the cause. You are a racist. Yes, I am saying that as a definitive statement. Um, uh, such a such a hard thing to talk about and my opinion uh, as a white dude, a middle-aged white dude who sort of has benefited from the system in place, uh, like, should I even say anything at all other than what I have just said? Probably, jeez, I go back and forth. I go back and forth a lot. So I think maybe it's better just to uh leave it at that and say and, and try to let my actions that i have done in the real world not on this podcast that nobody listens to and doesn't really matter uh let my actions in the real world uh, speak for how i feel of this um i just wanted to say it here um as part of that okay <laughs> so uh, let's also talk a little bit about covid i i suppose which is one of the interesting things of all the uh, uh black lives matter stuff uh going on and and the uh, hopeful progress that is happening there in terms of defunding police um i i'm not even paying attention like anymore to COVID stuff like it, it's it's basically uh it, it used to be of the thoughts i have in a day you know <laughs> it was very very high on the list uh, as with many people, but now it's it's much, much, much lower, and all I'm thinking about is, is, is this, this hope of change and, and seeing horrible things still happen, but hoping that they are growing pains towards progress. Uh, let me talk a, a little bit about work. Uh, work has been uh, melting my brain. I finally had to say to them that... Uh, I I cannot handle the amount of work I've been given, which is something I've never done in any job I've ever had. It's just the stress of the world with the stress of work uh, I I felt like was having noticeable, negative, detrimental effects to my mental health as well as even my physical health. So uh, trying to uh, nip that in the bud, there's been uh, some potential uh concessions made or brewing uh uh, eventually if it reaches a point i'll just have to you know step back and see what we see when it comes to that uh d and d what i've done here by the way is just thrown a couple of little points little sanity checkpoints that i wanted to talk about just because not that i think anyone listens to this necessarily but because it helps me to get them out into the ether which is the whole goddamn point of this podcast uh, so, uh, uh, d d uh, haven't really played too much other than I mentioned, uh, that mutant one. Uh, I'm thinking of getting, uh, my own thing back up and running. Oh, oh, shit on that. And I'll, I'll do a whole special, not a whole special episode, a whole special game Gabin about this. Uh, I just bought a software called, uh, Foundry virtual tabletop and the potential I'm seeing with this thing is, is truly amazing and I think it's going to be the way I'm going to go I think I'm going to use a combination of Discord and this uh, software to run games online and uh, it, it, I, I won't go into details but uh, if you're interested in playing d d online have a look at Foundry VTT it's sometimes called and uh, you, you'll see what is brewing there It's it's just uh, sort of almost everything I want. Like, th- what I really want... What I really, really want... I want a Zig-A-Zig. But I also want a system... Where I can just have a map up... Where the players can move their tokens. Um, which this has. Uh, I want it so that the players don't have to have... Multiple screens would be ideal... Uh, As it stands now, I I think anyone playing at a game I'm running is going to need two screens, uh, in a, uh, three, three, like, uh, I don't want them to have to have three and, and ideally one, but I I think right now I'm two And I'm, my plan is next weekend is try to really figure it out. Um, I'm going to need three when I'm running it for sure. But uh, I I just, uh, I had a monitor in the basement that wasn't hooked up. So I I hooked that up and now I've got, now I've got three going. So hopefully that'll help. Anyways, uh, what else? Uh, I I guess last but not least, how are you? Yeah. uh, My, my, my try and fail at audience participation. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll end with that. Uh, Tell me what's on your mind. What are you thinking about all this stuff? Uh, what are you doing to cope with the world as it is? Which is not a, that, that, that's sort of an interesting thought right there. Like, it used to be, you know, the world was just the world. You lived in it, you did your shit. But now it's like, what do you have to do to cope with the world? Because you do need things in place. You can't go on as you have, I feel like. You, you, you need mechanisms to help you cope with the world. Oh, that's a depressing way to end this. Okay, well, we have the upbeat thing we say at the end of every episode, so hop, hopefully that will balance it out a bit, question mark, folks. It's nice to be nice to the nice. Whoops. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things, and I do not mean but You can like us on Facebook, You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory.